0: Hello, welcome to the fourth episode of Conversation of Change. We believe that everyone can become a change maker, and through Conversation of Change, we hope that it can inspire you to make a difference to the community, no matter how big or small it is. In this episode, we have with us three inspiring individuals from Children's Cancer Foundation. We have CCF's CEO, Peng Ying, Senior Counselor of CCF, Liu Hui Xiang, and childhood cancer survivor, Clement Chu. Prior to this, while I did heard of children with cancer, I never knew how much cancer has impacted these childrens and their family lives. Even though COVID-19 has caused many things to be in a standstill, these children and their families still have to continue their battle with cancer. So today, our three special guests, Haiying, Huixiang and Clement, will be sharing with us how various stakeholders come together to overcome cancer and how COVID-19 has changed the way CCF helped others. To get started, I'll get them to share about themselves. So hi Ha Ying, would you like to introduce yourself and the background of Children's Cancer Foundation?
1: Hi. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope all of you have had your dinner. So, um, so, so just a very short you know, um, segment about you know, CCF. We were founded in 1992. So our mission is actually to help improve the quality of life of children uh, with cancer and their families, as well as children impacted by cancer. So um, this year is our 28th year. Uh, anniversary. <laughs> and, and, you know, um, we were actually looking forward to doing, you know, our annual health for Hope event, but it had to be cancelled because of COVID. Yeah.
0: Would you like to share about yourself?
1: You have mentioned CCF. How about yourself? Ah, sure. Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> okay, I'm hi uh, I'm CCF's um, CEO. I'm actually relatively new. I joined um, CCF in... Um, in January this year. So um, I'm actually social work trained. So I have been in the social service sector ever since I graduated. That was like you know a long time ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So so that's me. Yeah. I see. Hello, hello. So next we have Christian. Hi Christian. Would you like to introduce yourself and what do you do in CC- CCF?
2: Um, hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you all virtually. Um, yes, my name is Hwi and I'm with Children's Cancer Foundation as a child specialist, a counsellor there. And I've been there for, I think, 21 years and counting. Um, yes, yeah, so my job is uh, actually uh, direct work with the children and their families in the hospital. And uh, I'm largely, uh, I mean, I'm stationed at KKH. Yeah. Okay. okay, hello.
0: So, hi. hi, Clement. Please introduce yourself and how you are related to Children's Cancer Foundation.
3: Yeah, hi, so I'm Clement. Uh I'm actually I was actually a beneficiary of Children's Cancer Foundation uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer at 16. Yeah. So since then they've supported me and then like guided me through yeah uh, uh, until now. Yeah.
0: I see. So we we'll get you to share about your journey with uh about battling with cancer later on. So I'm pretty sure most of us, even our viewers listening to this live show, would have heard of Children's Cancer Foundation before. But not many of us will actually understand what's going be work, what's going behind working in a non-profit organization. So Haying, can you share with us what is it like to be the CEO of Children's Cancer Foundation? Um, hmm, exciting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, 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 Of course, uh, I think everyone, everyone, all of my colleagues in CCF, um, we we look forward, really look forward to, you know, waking up every day and then you know coming into the office. But just that now, you know, we are we are, you know, so, some of us are working from homes, um, and then it's exciting, it's fun, and definitely very very meaningful. I would say the the work is very meaningful. So so we are actually all very lucky and very fortunate to be in a job that you know that brings us such meaning. Yeah.
0: I see. You mentioned that you just recently become, became the CEO of Children's Cancer Foundation. So, what actually made you choose to take on this leadership role in CCF?
1: Ah, okay. Uh, so, so I'm social work trained. So, I have yes. been in this sector for, you know, ever since I graduated for about 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, so previously I was with another organization, um, you know, it was a totally different one. It was an organization serving persons with disabilities. So, um, but I've always wanted to work with an organization. Organization um, helping children. So I had, you know, before um, in about ten years ago, worked in and led an organization serving children, but it was a very different nature. So, um, so, so I thought. So, so when this opportunity came up, I thought, you know, why not, you know, helping children and their families with cancer. I think that's really
0: uh, that, that that calls out to me. So yeah, and I love children. So <laughs> so that's up yeah I see. I think some of our viewers would actually are also social uh, in the social work industry as well. So I think your your journey to becoming a CEO of a children's cancer foundation might be quite inspiring for them as well. Yeah. So how about Christian? What's for your experience like working as a senior counselor in CCF?
2: Um, well, every day is going to be dif- uh, is different. Uh, it's different. I guess there's a fair share of challenges. Um, and uh, sadness, distress, but right, as well as joy, uh, as well. Uh, where we see when I see children um, in their resilience, despite uh, the very challenging situation, the very painful situation. Yet uh, the family can come together, you know, with uh, with I I think it's a community of people coming together to support them uh, through this journey of uh, of a which is pretty pretty tough time. Like, I mean, uh, to say it very uh, you know uh, simply. So yeah, I'm sure Clement can. Can attest to that. Um, it's it's uh, a difficult time. So uh, yeah, that's that's where uh, what what I do. Like every day is actually um, we don't know what we are going to get until we go to hospital and see what uh, what it is. Yeah. I mm.
0: see. So you have actually interacted with many different children and have fair shares of cases. So can you share with us like one memorable experience you had working with the children?
2: I think there's many mem- memories that uh, the children had left me, uh, have blessed me with la. So I wouldn't say that I have one specific really wow you know moments but there's many many wow moments um, and uh, each child actually um, touched me uh, in a very different way uh, so very unique uh, and that's what children and every every person is unique in their own special ways yeah
0: is that one of the reasons why it prompts you to continue becoming a senior counselor in ATS? <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: you can you can do that because every day is different, right? And uh, and we see different people, uh, and uh, how how we touch people's heart and how people uh, in return touch our hearts as well, and uh, and because no one person is actually the same. And therefore, in my work, it's not one way of doing the same thing again and again. Um, and I guess in a certain way, that that uh, kept me going. <laughs> yeah.
0: mm, mm. I see. Yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure some of our viewers watching here, uh, watching this live, also want to become a counsellor in the future mm. as well. So mm. maybe, Haiying, uh, Hui Xiang, your experience as a senior counsellor could probably sh- give them more insights of what a counsellor would mm. be like if, they be- mm. if that becomes their job. Yes. Yeah. So... Mm. Now we have understand understand what is it like working in CCF, we should also hear from their beneficiary. So Clement, kindly share with us your experience as a cancer survivor. How was it like and how was the journey like?
3: Right. Um, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was actually diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia when I was 16. So at that time, it was all really very hectic and it was a very sudden news. I was like, no one in my family had any background with uh, this kind of blood cancers. So everyone was in shock. But since day one, uh Children's Cancer Foundation, they've always been there for me and my family. So they've always supported me. Um, like they'll just come by to the ward to check on like how I'm doing, whether I'm bored or any anything to help me get like pastime faster. Yeah. And I think the support that they gave my family was uh, I think the most important. uh, Yeah. Cause like for me, when i was diagnosed so i was just you know in the hospital receiving treatment but my family they had to shuttle between the hospital and home so they had to still maintain their like normal daily routine while still taking care of me so it's like an additional task additional workload for them yeah so with that um i i was uh they actually led me on to like many events so like uh, the sharing the interview today, I think uh, it's a lot of opportunities for me to actually grow as a person and to share uh, my experiences so that I can raise awareness for childhood cancer, yeah.
0: Yes. So you mentioned that your family had to shuttle between uh, visiting your hospital and carrying on their daily lives. So the Children Cancer Foundation actually pro- provided some kind of support to your family members, like what kind of support did they provide for your family members?
3: Oh, okay. So uh, one of the things that I remember quite vividly is uh, they actually brought about like uh, patients who have been further along the treatment that need. So they brought their parents and the kid, and then after that they talked to us. So like they shared their experiences and then like, they gave us like sort of shortcuts to be able to, you know, deal with the situation better. So like things, things that can help and yeah, they can help with the process. Yeah, so I think that actually took a lot of the mystery out of like what cancer treatment is like. So, like, they told us what to expect. Uh, maybe you'll get ulcers after taking this drug, things like that, and food to avoid. Yeah. So, I, I think it was really helpful. And then they helped connect the families together. So, like, my mother doesn't even have friends that she keeps in contact with like after so many years that I've stopped treatment. Yeah. Oh,
0: so it's like the mutual support that you have for each other because they can empathize with each other's uh, plights and everything. Yeah, yeah that's right. very nice. But uh, I'm pretty sure like some of, oh, most of us might not have experience with cancer before. So would you like to share with us what are some challenges you actually faced when you had cancer?
3: Alright, so um, at that time I had to stop school. So I finished my O-level, so I just stopped school for one whole year. So, during that year, uh, for me, I, was, I just had to receive chemotherapy. So, it could be like intravenous or like oral medicine. So, I lost all my hair, uh, even like my eyebrows as well. So, at that time, I was quite self-conscious. So, yeah, I didn't like to take a lot of photos. And then, it just felt like my friends, because my friends graduated from secondary school, and they just continued on with their life. So, I felt a little left behind. But then, like, they they've all been supportive and yeah they tried to they kept in contact with me to like check on me and ask me how I was doing yeah so that was one of the challenges I faced uh the second one would be like more of the physical so it's so like chemotherapy actually has quite a lot of side effects so it can be anything from like really bad um ulcers like from the mouth all the way down to the throat so you'll make uh drink even drinking water difficult and painful yeah so yeah, I think the side effects was also quite bad for uh yeah for the treatment.
0: I see. So thanks for sharing with us some insights of what cancer, what a person with cancer feels like. So now that we have gotten to know our three guests, so let's dive deeper into understanding how COVID-19 has actually changed the way children's cancer foundation serves their beneficiaries. And we all know that COVID-19 has impacted many companies and organisations and Children Cancer Foundation has not been spared from this pandemic as well. So Haiying, would you like to share some of the challenges CCF actually faced during this COVID-19 period?
1: Mm, yes, definitely. So, 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 all of you know that you know we, um, our social workers and our counselors, we you know we meet our beneficiaries face to face, and that face to face sessions are all very important. You know, in keeping that rapport and encouraging them. So, um, so during the circuit breaker, we couldn't be with them at all. So, so all of us were, were you know needed to be at home, and that was actually very painful <laughs> because um, we switched to all online. So, so we were doing all the sessions online. We were meeting all the children, you know, and their families. Are- so even our PALS uh, lessons. PALS is a program where uh, we bridge. Um, so our children, having after having completed active treatment, but before returning to mainstream school, um, they actually do um, a period of, of um, studying with us so, so that we can prep them for mainstream school. So that's called PALS. So even our PALS program had to be moved online. So um, that, was, that was challenging. It took a bit of you know, adaptation. And our children were, were, were very excited to, to see one another. La. <laughs> yeah, or, or via, via Zoom. So, so that was the first challenge, not being able to see one another face to face. Then another one, which was what I mentioned just now, of course, our signature Have or Hope um, had to event had to be cancelled. Um, so, so, so we are not doing Have or Hope um, this year. And because of that, um, we we CCF actually realised. Um, um, mainly on donations for our daily operations and for the help given to our beneficiaries. So there was a huge um, you know, drop and dip in, um, in the support, um, especially in terms of donations. So these are the two main challenges. I see.
0: So as the CEO of uh, Children Cancer Foundation, what are some challenges you have faced during this COVID-19 situation?
1: Ah, okay. <laughs> I okay. Um. I, well, well. Personally, I have been a I, I've been a CCL shavee for like you know the, the past um I think 10, ten years. That then when I started being CEOs of other organisations, I couldn't because my boss was saying no, we need a CEO with hair. So so actually this year I wanted to you know participate. I was really excited. I was really looking forward to to have a hope because I want to shave. So 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 that was one you know that that was one sad sad thing. Another challenge would be because. I joined in January. So it was very hard to not see, you know, colleagues face to face. It was really hard. So we had to establish that connections, you know, and that relationships um you know over over Zoom. It was also hard not to be able to see our beneficiaries face to face. Yeah. I couldn't visit the, the two hospitals that um the teams were at. I couldn't visit NUH and KKH. Yeah, that, that was personally my greatest challenge, not being able to see to see everyone.
0: Yeah. I see. You mentioned that you are a shavy for the Hair for Hope. Can you share with us what is the experience like being a Shavy? Because I'm pretty sure like some of our audience have not actually shaved their hair before. I also have never shaved my hair before. <laughs> so I want to know what is it like, yeah, to be a shavy of Hair for Hope. I see. You won't know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> so so go go
1: go 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 for it. I, I think the very first time I went for it, I was only I was in I was in sixth form, So I was 16 years old. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was exposed. So at the point of time, I had to get permission from my from my school teachers, and and I think the day before, I was wondering what I would look without hair. So 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 a group of my my friends and I we went, and then it wasn't so bad. So so it was alright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I think um the, the hard part is explaining being that advocate because mm-hmm. you know if you look at me right I'm pale and skinny. So 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 when I go around about hair, you know, I get people coming up to me and ask me, Are you alright? You know, are you mm-hmm. are you unwell? So so I I usually take that opportunity to advocate. Then I will say, you know, I'm doing this because you know there's a there's you know we want to be in solidarity with our children with cancer who had lost their hair um during cancer treatment. And that's actually a very good conversation starter. I actually enjoy yeah, I actually enjoyed, you know, going around. Whenever people ask me, you know, what happened to you? How come you don't have hair? Yeah, I
0: see. Yeah, it's a very good like conversation starter if you mention, it. especially if you go to school suddenly if you turn out with bald hair, everybody yes. will be like, "What happened to your hair?" Yes, yeah. Yes. And it's a very good way to build like a awareness about cancer as well. Yes. So how about Hui Xiang? Uh, because uh Haiying has mentioned that uh now counseling sessions are all face to face. So, what are the challenges have you faced for your
2: counseling sessions? I think during the circuit breaker was really painful. Uh, it was really, really painful because we have to adapt really fast, think very fast to see how we can translate what we, what we are so familiar with doing the the taking for granted of the face to face, but now cannot not face to face. Everything is via a screen, um, and you know depending on the age of the child, I can't have a session with a. Two-year-old, uh, you know, or three-year-old. Yeah, maybe, but at best it's like two minutes, three minutes at best, that kind of thing. Um so uh where possible, we can we have tried like WhatsApp, uh WhatsApping, uh video chat, uh, and then uh, Zoom, which is before Circuit Breaker, I didn't know it existed, and having to learn a lot of techno things, which is like I'm not exactly very familiar with. So Um, Having to adapt very, very fast. Uh, And then we're also scrambling around finding resources, um, trying to see what resources we can post, uh, we can put online or what online materials that's already available that we can uh, list it out uh, and then give it, make it available for parents because when we are not there, then uh, how can we equip the parents to provide these uh, support for a child, be it, uh, letting them know how to explain about diagnosis, about uh, talking about emotions with children. So um, then, uh, you know, one, two is just scrambling, trying to find resources and pulling to, together a, a checklist. Or sometimes we end up posting, you know, some of our colleagues is, um, you know, mailing things or preparing uh, packs uh, of activities that we can uh, actually ask the doc- uh, the nurses actually to help give out to uh, to the children in hospital since we cannot go there, right? So, um, yeah, so th- we, we try, we can't really emulate the exact uh, what we do face to face, but uh, the next best we can do is, uh, yeah, is that, la. yeah.
0: I see. So, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's online uh, session, do you feel like the physical, the personal touch is missing for the counselling sessions?
2: If you ask me, nothing replaces the face-to-face, the touch, the, that that connection. Yes, there's still a connection, but we still know it's via a screen. Um, but if you ask me, uh, between no face-to-face or screen count, uh, if since I can meet face-to-face, then uh, you know, Zoom or the the on. Virtual is the next best thing we can we can do. Yep. Mm.
0: Well, has situation improved or are you still
2: online? Session I you still, yes. online session. It has, it has improved,
0: it has improved <laughs> because after
2: circuit breaker, uh, we are allowed to go back, uh, taking turns to go back with uh, you know different teams going back at different points in time. Um, yeah, so like, uh, whether it's three day work week, two week, two days work from home, uh, we will schedule and and uh, see see the patients uh, when when we are in the hospital. So it has gotten.
0: Uh, much better. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Yes. So, yeah. During the, the during the circuit breaker period is the most painful period for all of us, especially. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, how about Clement? Uh, can you share with us like how did COVID nineteen actually impacted your uh daily lives?
3: Okay. Yeah. So, actually, for COVID nineteen, so I'm currently uh, in uni, so I was in the middle of the semester when like the school just announced like oh uh, we are just stopping all the lectures so everyone just go home and everything is online from then on. Mm -hmm. So I took a break since say around start of May all the way until August and now school has started. So I think the challenge at that time was actually finishing the modules because now that everything was online and that's for my school there was no more exams so (laughs) I might have slacked off a little bit the study part yeah. But yeah, that was one challenge. Uh the other one was actually uh being stuck at home again. So uh that very long period. So I'm actually uh I like the outdoors a lot. So I like to go out, uh do like uh, sports or anything. So like being stuck indoors actually made me <laughs> made me quite down. Yeah, it made me feel quite down because like you know, it's just these four walls that are in, day in, day out. Yeah, but I think it's just important uh, to just reach out with your friends or like just connect like, with family members over this uh tough period uh. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned that you're feeling a bit down during the circuit breaker period. So do you do anything to cheer yourself up or pick up any hobbies at home? Oh, <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. So uh, I actually, uh, I actually, I play the piano. Yeah. So I took the time to really just play a lot more. So I was like playing like three, four hours a day. I was like disturbing my neighbours also. Yeah, but I took the chance to, like, you know, just uh, start playing, learning new pieces that I've uh, found online that I find that it's nice. Uh, Other than that, I also just started exercising at home more. Like, you know, mm. you can just do a lot of exercise at home, use your own body weight, things like that. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. What, what are some pieces have you learned during, over the circuit breaker period?
3: Oh, in, So <laughs> I learned... Uh, so I like Chopin a lot. So I've learned the Nocturne in C minor. Mm. Yeah, so that, that song is like, I already memorized it. Last, so now it's uh-huh. just like trying to fine-tune the stuff. Yeah, I'm learning the, uh, the Chopin's Ballet number 1. Yeah, so wow. that one is like a 10 pages long. So it's going to take a while for me to <laughs> memorize it. Yeah.
0: See, maybe after you memorize it, you can play for the children with cancer. So they can cheer yeah. up their mood. <laughs> After hearing your beautiful <laughs> piano skills, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can do it definitely. Right. <laughs> so, from what we have understand from Haiying, you can actually, we actually know know that COVID nineteen actually caused the CCF's annual event Have for Hope to be cancelled, and we understand that CCF actually uh created a new initiative called the Hope Train, and you can see from all their screen backgrounds, yeah. So, in 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 uh in replace of half for Hope. So Hain, can you share a bit more about what the Hope Train is all about? Ah yes so so because uh, so,
1: so our tagline is actually because we had you know very sadly we had to cancer have a hope right but actually childhood cancer doesn't stop you know every day we still have children being diagnosed so so how do we create that awareness so um, that, that was why our team so we thought of the hope twin really bringing that awareness and also the the, the educational aspects you know to, to everyone sharing them what it feels like you know to uh, to have cancer so, so so um, this hope train um, we will we will be doing four activities over a period of um, two months. So it'll be until September. So the current activity is actually still will basically when a child needs to go to for an MRI, um, he or she cannot you know move. And then what it what it feels like, you know, to be in an MRI machine, very scary, um, you know, a very foreign environment, but yet you can't move. You know, that sense of disempowerment is actually very huge. So, so we are trying to get um, um, all, you know, everyone to join us in, in participating in all these activities. So please feel free to, you know, do, do follow us on, on IG, Facebook, and do join us for, for these four activities. Very fun. You can join them with our families and friends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You mentioned there's four activities, but you only introduced what? Can you introduce the oh, other oh, yes, three as yes, yes. well? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the, the one, so, so we are the second activity.
1: So 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 this is second activity. The yes. first activity was actually memory bill, um, where we um we were you know reminiscing um have a hope. So we actually asked um you know every have a hope participant who had ever joined us for have a hope to send us pictures and their memories of, of have a hope. So that was the first activity. So 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 the second activity. Is happening now is still and so so staying still and then you know just moving our faces <laughs> moving our eyes yeah and then the third activity coming up is actually smile build we'll be going around collecting smiles so so this is a very easy it's basically just to encourage um, um everyone you know well uh, Clement mentioned it's actually very down and down in COVID times so we do want to send a cheer to, to, to everyone so oh, so we are going around collecting smiles and then the last one will be uh uh, we'll be having a very fun activity where you take pictures and then we'll have filters. So I think Shemin, you know, right? Yeah, we're very cute filters. So so do join us for these very fun activities.
0: So you mentioned that the first activity was reminiscing about Hair for hope. So, yeah. as you being a former Shabby, have you posted your picture online? No, uh, I'm no? super camera shy,
1: so I hardly <laughs> take pictures. So I was trying to find all my you know, hair, you know, photos with no hair from like 10 years ago. I couldn't, so yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't, but I'll definitely
0: use the filters, you know. And <laughs> last activity. Yeah. Okay. How about Hui Xiang? Have you participated in the stay Ch- stay still challenge?
2: Um no, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, you know, in a sense of, um, but I do help children to uh, understand more about MRI machines, uh, what is required to go through, and supporting them uh, before and uh, during uh, that 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 whole uh, that, that process, la. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: So you are you actually accompany the children for their MRI uh, processes.
2: If let's say the child require that uh, that level of support, yes, uh, we will. Um, but then we, uh, you know, normally the uh, we are not allowed into the room. So that's just as far I can go uh, for children who have high anxiety, um, having uh, and uh, yeah, sometimes I do accompany the parents and the child uh, as near as uh, we can during that. Mm-hmm.
0: So to encourage more of our viewers To actually do the stay still <laughs> challenge Maybe Clement you can share a bit about How did the MRI experience uh, How did the MRI experience go So that our viewers can understand And maybe also participate in the challenge as well
3: ah, Okay yeah. So uh, I can share about My own personal experience right yeah. Right. So uh, when I was Still receiving treatment I actually got like a series of really bad headaches It's like really spitting headaches And like I really had to close my eyes, you know, uh, try to get, uh, try to stop, wait for the pain to go away. Yeah, so at that time they scheduled me for an MRI to see if like there was anything wrong, like any blood clots in the head or whatnot. Yeah, so it's actually, uh, they'll lead you to this really like huge room. And then the, you can hear a lot of machinery going on at the back, so like there's always a hum in the background and it's actually quite loud. So they'll just guide you onto the platform uh, make you lie on it, and then you have something to, so I was scanning my head, so they had something to fix my head in one position, and they told me like, oh, so you cannot move your head for like, I think like twenty or thirty minutes, and at that time I was like twenty or thirty minutes, uh, like I'm, I was not sure whether like I could do it or not, yeah. But when it went in, uh, I think it was quite okay. I actually I think I do off at some point, yeah. So it passed. It passed it actually passed quite fast for me. But at that time, I was already like uh, around 16, 17 years old. So I think for like the smaller kids, it might be a little, a little scary. Because like you can't see out of it at all. So even your parents can't go in the room with you as well. From what I think. Like, yeah. I so I think it's quite a... Uh, it'll be quite a jarring experience for them. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. Probably because of the humming loud noise that you mentioned yeah. at the back. That probably scares them as well. Because yeah. it's a very loud noise and they are all alone by themselves. Yeah. So... Uh, now that our viewers have understand a little bit about how the MRI experience is like, maybe our viewers can also participate in joining them in support for the children that go through MRI by participating in the, the Stay Still Challenge that's currently our second activity for the Hope Train. And for Haiying, can you share a bit more about what else can our uh, viewers or the public do to support these Hope Train initiatives?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, join us. <laughs> do our activities. Have fun. Have fun. And also, um, if, you know, if, if you, if you you know, if all, everyone doesn't mind, please donate to us because, like I shared, um, we are very reliant on donations to keep our work going and to also keep the um, the help to our beneficiaries ongoing. So, um, so, so do, do donate if you, you know, if, if, um, if you have that, you know, if you if you have, have have something extra. So um I know times are difficult, so 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 we are not, you know, um expecting um, um people to 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 really you know come come in and say, you know, oh I have I have a lot. That, that's all right. Yeah we we, we don't we don't uh, we are not expecting that so, so it's okay. But do um I think the most important thing is to journey with us, you know, and journey with our children on this um, you know in their whole um battle against um cancer that, that's more important to
0: us. Okay, then may I know what is the goal of this uh, Hope Train initiative? Yes. Uh, yeah, we actually aim to raise one million
1: um, uh, of funds um, after this campaign ends. So um again, please uh, help us spread the word, and if you have donated or participated, thank you very much um you know to, to all of you. Yeah, and we really appreciate every small gesture. Yeah, thank you.
0: So for our viewers, all you see, all you need to do is just head down to the hope train website to actually check out the activities and there are four different three different activities that you can participate in and all you need to do is post it on instagram and tag the children's cancer foundation as well as the hope train yes so now let's check if we have any because we are open for q a questions so our viewers if you like to ask any questions regarding uh what is it like to work in a, a non-profit organization or how is it like to be a children cancer survivor, you can leave your comments or your questions in our Facebook comment and we we'll see if we can answer any questions. Oh, I see that many people are saying hi to Clement. <laughs> Clement, would you like to say a few words to your fans?
3: <laughs> hi. Um. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to this, uh, to this short interview today. Yeah, uh, I'll, actually, I want to, is it okay if I make a shout out to some sure, people? Sure, sure, please yeah. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, actually, I would like to make a shout out for my, uh the CCF staff that have helped me over the, over my journey. So, I want to thank Valerie, Rachel, and Yoke Wah. So, like, they've really helped me along this journey, and, uh like, they've, Show me like what I can do, so yeah, I just like to thank them for what they've done for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the person you have shout out shout out to is it your counselor or who is it? Who is it that you shout out to?
3: Oh, okay. So <laughs> uh, they were my case workers, so they were actually like in charge of me, like just like taking care of me, things like that. Yeah. So they were the closest that closest people that I've been with in CCF. Yeah.
0: I see. Have you participated in, participated in the Stay Still Challenge or any challenge of uh, the Hope Train? Uh, no,
3: I've not participated in it. Yeah.
0: So I hope after this conversation of change, you can participate in it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes sure. we will all participate in it. <laughs> so let me see if there's any more questions posted for us. Okay. Okay, I don't see any questions, so maybe since we still have time, maybe I will get Hai Ying to share a bit for our viewers, especially those that want to work in the social service sector in the future. Maybe we can ask you, what is one advice we wish to give to our youth or our audience if he or she would like to work or volunteer in the social service agency?
1: Um. You cannot save everyone, you're not Superman. <laughs> really, really, it's true, it's true. Because I, I, I have a lot of, um, you know, ex-colleagues who joined the sector young, and then they leave very disillusioned, because they feel that they lost, you know, beneficiaries along the way. Especially in our, you know, in current, you know, the CCF work, where we do lose children to cancer. So, um, yeah, yeah, you really can't save everyone. So, so, so that's the first thing. But on a very positive note, um, you know, if, if anyone is interested in trying try as a volunteer first <laughs> because you'll get the sensing you'll get you know who you'll be working with you'll get the nature of the work and then you also understand a bit more as to how the sector works yeah i think i think that that, that would be very good um, background knowledge and context yeah and then um i think anyone who is interested in trying will already have the passion so so i wouldn't <laughs> so i wouldn't touch on that la. yeah yeah
0: mm. that's true yeah because like for me i have actually studied business in social enterpre- entrepreneurship for my diploma and I actually hope to become a social worker when I uh, yeah, finish my university. Yeah, And your quote really, your advice really like knocked some sense into me because what I wanted to do is always reach out to beneficiaries, reach out to people that I can uh, help, can support but not everyone uh, can receive my support or like not everyone can, I can support them fully till the end. Yeah, so...
1: It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I first started out I was doing child abuse. I was a child protection officer and, and you know and we do lose um children along the way, you know, to abuse. That was that was sad, that was sad. But but you know, it's how you bounce back, it's having that resilience like, and the belief that, you know, whatever we do we will still make an impact. So Looking mm-hmm.
0: forward to seeing you in the sector, Shemin. <laughs> yes, because I'm aiming to actually take uh, social work in SUSS oh, when nice. I go to uni. Nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I hope done. to work in the social sector yeah. in the future as well. How <laughs> about yes. Because I know that some of my friends as well are actually interested to becoming a counsellor in the future. So maybe mm-hmm. you can share a bit of our background on what a counsellor is like so that my friends or the viewers can actually understand a mm-hmm. bit more.
2: Um, I think uh, yeah. I first started as a counselor when I was in CCF. Um, so uh, in CCF, we don't really demar- We don't really differentiate. It's just uh, between whether social work counselor because uh, it's just uh, our training background. Um, then it's uh, as I went along, I uh, got myself more trained further in Child Life Specialists, which um, then is more uh, working directly, uh, not saying directly with the children, but um, it's really working with the children under stress and under uh, traumatic uh, situations um, and how to uh, use the various tools and mediums uh, that we can to help uh, to support them, whether how to overcome uh, fears, how to overcome uh, certain, uh, you know, uh, Pain, be it pain, or uh, different uh, scenarios that we are uh, helping the children uh, in. Uh. So, um, yeah. So it's actually, uh, if you ask counselor, social worker, um, at least in CCF, I know that other sector, uh, other organization may achieve... Uh, it is actually different uh, fields altogether. But nonetheless, it's still social, uh, social service, and still uh, the client or still uh, to parents. I mean, to adults or children, and
0: know, yeah. Sure, if I answer your your question, yeah. Yes, at least I got a bit of background of what counselors actually do in CCF, that's very nice. And I hope Mm -hmm. my friends or the viewers can actually understand a bit more as well. And we do have a question actually for you, Um, Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, The question asked is, How do you deal with the loss of your young lives? Oh, uh, Uh, it
2: is, um it's not easy um, I remember when I first started out when I was uh, when I just came to CCF, it, it hit me uh, much harder not to say that now I'm immune and and, and you know kind of uh, immune to it but uh, just develop a new coping strategy so what I did I remembered uh, was actually I write journals when especially much when I was much younger uh, write journals especially for children that have uh, I passed on, I'll write about them, Uh, what I remember most about them, what they actually taught me. So it's uh, in a way, it's me keeping the memories of the child alive. And uh, as I'm writing down, I'm reflecting also uh, knowing uh, how I actually um, have helped them and how they actually had blessed me in that process. So um, then of course, uh, the other part is a lot of um, Having a good social support is uh, very important. Um, knowing how to also have our own uh, ways of distressing uh, when, when need to cry. Uh, yes, I I I will cry. I may not cry in in buckets of water in front of the patients and all, uh, but uh, I, I, you know sometimes when I go to the funerals and when I was driving, i would, you know I will just tear and I said, like, okay you know when I'm there uh, I I have to uh, I I usually will. Uh, Will be a, a more calmer state in a sense, so uh, it is hard. I, I won't say that it is, uh, it's chill, you know, the kind of thing, obviously, not like yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I see how about hiking. You have probably actually you also have experienced a uh, loss as well, so how do you actually cope with such a uh, situation?
1: Mm, I remember when I first experienced it, um, it was a uh, it was a family um, going through family violence. So um, the, the wife passed away um, because the husband, you know, uh, strangled her. So um, I, I, I had to take a break, actually. <laughs> yeah, because, because of all I kept asking myself was what could I have done differently? Was there anything that I could have done differently, you know, so that the outcome is different? Yeah, so, uh, but, but now, like what Huixiang said, um, the support is very important. So having the support of um, supervisors, of colleagues, of family members. Um, and also, I think I got through it um, because, uh, you know, um, I think of this word that my supervisor, of this sentence my supervisor told me, you know, there's nothing more you can do. You know, you have done your best. Yeah, so, so you can only do that. You can only do your best. So, yeah, yeah, that, that kept me going,
0: I think this this experience also serves a reminder for all of us especially those that want to wander into the social service sectors that such situations can occur and we do need to be prepared for such situation as well and just like what hyen had mentioned before we cannot be we cannot save everyone so yes this serves a great reminder for all of us and I have another question for Hui Xiang, Hui Xiang you're very popular <laughs> with questions. Yes. All right, come on. Yes. Let me answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this yes. person asks: do you see COVID isolation leading to greater stress for the patients and families? And any advice on how to cope with such situation?
2: Um, okay, I think uh, with COVID, uh. W- because children, when they're on treatment, they are already pretty isolated, um, and because they can't go outside anyway, so I have kids and teenagers telling me they are prisoner of hospital or home. So, uh, if you ask me again, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not in that situation, but. I imagine a sense uh, the isolation have already started when they are diagnosed with cancer. Now, what's the difference with COVID? could be family members are also like doing circuit breaker time. Obviously, Right now, a lot of parents are working from home. Other children uh, in, the, in the household, everyone may be inside a space. Um, some people may have bigger space. Some people have uh, much smaller space, shared space. And with that, uh, sometimes potentially come a lot, much more conflict. Um, maybe last time will be just attend uh, you know one one parent is at home caregiving, uh, but now I've got two parents and two parents plus two other kids. So uh, I imagine that that degree of stress uh, can be quite um, quite. Uh, challenging for uh, the child with cancer as well as the family members or even the siblings in a sense so uh, if you ask me from a third person point of view that's how I I see it but uh, yeah it may be different from family to family actually
0: so Clement as a as a former uh, person with with cancer do you felt any sense of isolation during the period of your treatment can you maybe can share more about it
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, during that time, uh, because like all my friends have graduated and they've been stoned, so like at that time I was just in shuttling between the hospital and home. So even if they wanted to visit, like I had to make sure that my immunity system was not too compromised. So, so that they can come by. Otherwise, like there's a risk of them like passing on infections to me, which can be quite bad if the immunity is suppressed. So like I will easily get infections, fevers. So most of the time when I'm in the hospital, it's actually due to like infections. So after chemotherapy, usually the immunity will be suppressed. So it like drop very low, and it's very easy for me to get high fevers. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that it was actually quite. There was actually quite a lot of a bit of isolation. Yeah. I
0: see. So did you do anything, like what do you do to overcome this isolation period where right you're settling between the hospital and your house?
3: Oh, so uh, actually during that time, uh, I played a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah, so at that time, there was still like the PSP. Yeah, so I just mm-hmm. basically played, played my video games, like watch movies, videos, things like that. La. Yeah, so actually at, uh, I was treated at NUH. So CCF actually has like a small little office there. And then they had like toys and like you know like games, movies, things that you can learn from borrow from the library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually I actually made use of that to like you know pass the time faster while I was in the hospital. Yeah.
0: I see. So there are many ways or many uh uh solutions on how you can cope with uh, COVID isolation, especially for the children with cancer and their families, I think one way would be more uh, accompany, accompany uh, uh, more, com, more companionship from their family members as well. Yeah, because uh, moral support and uh, physical support is very important for children that are battling with cancer. Yes, And we do have a question for our CEO, Hai Ying. Yes, many people have actually asked... Will there be any chance that Hair for Hope will come back? I think many of them are missing Hair for Hope this year.
1: Yes, all of us are missing Hair for Hope. <laughs> so, yes. so so we are taking a break this year, but we hope to be back next year, okay? <laughs> and I hope to see all of you, all everyone next year.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay, I think it'll be it's time for us to wrap up our conversation or change. Yes. So before we wrap up conversation conversational change, uh Haying, would you like to leave a word for our viewers? Uh, thank
1: you everyone for joining us. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank you, Clement, for joining us. It's nice, it's really nice to see you. And um, yeah, so, so, um, so I'd just like to say um, have fun, you know, join us on the Hope Train and I hope everyone has fun being with us and then, you know, take care during this COVID period and we really hope to see all
0: of you next year for Have a Hope. Thank you. Yes. So, we have come to the end of Conversation of Change. We have definitely learned lot. About- uh, a lot more about the background of Children's Cancer Foundation as well as the new initiative of the HOPE Train. And it has been an insightful talk with you guys and we thank you guys for joining our, joining us this evening. So for our viewers, if you are interested in knowing more about the HOPE Train, you can uh, visit their website at Hope Train.com uh, sorry, apologies. apologize. So www.thehopetrain.sg as you can see on the slides here. As well as uh, if you like to support Children's Cancer Foundation, you can also visit their website at www.ccf.org.sg. And for those who like to make a donation for CCF, you can actually scan the QR code that is available on the screen uh, to donate to CCF as well. Yes. So, in uh, to wrap up Conversation of Change, we have actually gone, gone through... Uh, we have introduced our three uh, guests of today, Hai, uh, Hui Xiang, and Clement. So all of them are stakeholders of Conversation of Change, as, as, as stakeholders of Children Cancer Foundation, as well as how they come together to battle cancer. And uh, for our viewers, if uh, if you like to, if you like this conversation of change, please continue to support us. We will have more episodes coming out in the next few weeks and next few months. And please support, con- uh, please support Conversation and Change as well as Children Cancer Foundation because their half for Hope has been canceled this year due to COVID-19. But we hope that the support that they receive from half for Hope can continue on, can be passed on to the Hope Train. It will support more, to show more support to the children with cancer. So can scan the donation on the QR code to make a donation as well as visit their campaign to participate in their activities. So to reiterate, there are three activities because one has passed already. Yeah, but there's three more that you can participate in. Currently, we are in the view, So you can uh, participate in the Stay Still Challenge where you uh, understand how children uh, taking the MRI feels like. And all you have to do is take a video of yourself during the activities and post it onto Instagram and hashtag uh, CCF, and the Hope Train. Yes. And so we have come to the end of Conversational Change. We thank you guys for your time. And we hope to see you in our next one. Thank you. And bye-bye.